You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of Locked On Eagles. But this time it is Crossover Wednesday. We are joined by Marcus Mosier from Locked On Cowboys. As much as I hate to say that name, welcome in, Marcus. It's a pleasure <laughs> to talk with you. So how are things? Uh, things are going great with me. Uh, with the Cowboys, not so much. It's been a, a pretty, pretty rough week here in Dallas. Yeah, I think most Eagles uh, paid close attention to this game because we were on a bye. We didn't have much to stress about other than to see the Cowboys go down. It was... You never like to see. It was a great bye week for you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, you never like to see guys go down like the Washington Redskins injuries they had on their offensive line and that loss they uh, defeated at the hands of the Atlanta Falcons. But I did take some joy in seeing the Cowboys go down in the fashion that they did. I'm sure you don't like to hear that, but I know all of Eagles Nation was happy about that. No, no. can I make a prediction right now? We're going on week ten, right? This is yes, I'm not mistaken. Week ten. Mm-hmm. I think at this point the the Eagles are sitting at they're four and four. Is that right? Yep. I think the Eagles are going to win the division by at least two games over wow. the next half of the season. Two. Games? I, I think Washington. I think is a better team, but they have too many injuries now with both their guards going down. Uh, Dallas. We can get to them in a second, but. Um, yeah, uh, Philadelphia is going to win this division going away. I'm pretty confident that Philly is going to get at least 10 wins this season. Yeah, it's a, a lot of people I know, our fans, really thought we could have an 11-12 win season. It really hasn't gone that way for us so far. I mean, 4-4 four and four is like the worst case scenario I think many people are expecting. I know me and my co-host Lou always say that if you would have told me at the beginning of the year we'd be sitting here at 500 after the bye week that... I would have told you you were crazy, but that's the that's the division, and that's how it goes. We still have five division games left. I could see them winning the division personally, but who knows? I, the NFC East, these teams always battle each other tough. We still have five division games to go, so who knows what can happen, and uh, we're going to get into it, guys. We're going to start off this first segment, just talk about where we've come so far, where both teams stand. Second segment, we'll get into the Eagles offense against the Cowboys defense, and then we'll finish it up. We'll reverse that. We'll go the Eagles defense again and the Cowboys offense and finish it up with some predictions. So, Marcus, talk about how the Cowboys got into this scenario. I know a lot of people witnessed that Monday night beatdown that they suffered at the hands of the Titans, but the rest of the season, how have things gone so far? Yeah, so the Cowboys are sitting at three and five because they aren't a very good team. Uh, <laughs> their wins have come against uh, the Giants at home. Uh, they beat the, the Detroit Lions on, you know, it took a, the final drive of the game. It took a pass to Ezekiel Elliott um, and then a long field goal by Brett Maher. Uh, and then they beat uh, a bad Jacksonville team. So uh, their wins haven't been all that impressive this season. Obviously, I think t- you're starting to see kind of the the limitations of this Cowboys offense, um, even with Amari Cooper, which, you know, I thought that was a good uh, a good trade. I think they maybe paid a little bit too much for Cooper. Um, but you can see his impact, but it's still not enough to get this Cowboys offense to even a mediocre level. Right, right now, 
I mean, you can make a case outside of the Buffalo Bills and the Arizona Cardinals. The Cowboys have the worst offense in the league. Uh, the defense has been good for the most part this season. It does look like it's starting to wear down a little bit from um, all the heavy lifting that they had to do in the first half of the season. The injuries are starting to mount up a little bit there with now Sean Lee going to be out for the next six weeks. Uh, David Irving going to be out for a while randy gregory missed last week taco charlton's out you started to see these kind of things you know rack up and on monday night the titans were able to just move the ball up and down the field on the cowboys the fact of the matter is they're just not playing very good football right now could that change here in the next couple weeks could they go on a run i suppose but it to me it feels unlikely yeah, I, I didn't realize how many injuries they actually did have on the defensive side of the football. I, I liked what I've seen out of them so far. I think Byron Jones, his transition back to that cornerback position has really benefited him from the limited amount that I've seen him play so far. He was he was my draft darling coming out that year. He was really who I was pounding the doors for the Eagles to get that year. But yeah, Who did they get instead? I remember they got Eric Rowe in the second round. Who did they get in the first round? That was the 2015 draft, if I'm not mistaken, that we got yep. Nelson Aguilar that year. And then Byron Jones was selected one or two picks after him, if I'm not mistaken. So it wasn't a total whiff. It was just uh, not ideal. Yeah, exactly. But I I think Aguilar, is, he's coming to his own a little bit, but the physical skill set that Byron Jones offered was something that not many cornerbacks or players in the NFL have in general. I'm pretty sure he jumped out of the roof at the Combine that year. He was he was a darling for many scouts, and that's one that I, I, de- I definitely see sticks out. You know, Sean Lee, he went down. You got contributions from Jalon Smith. I, I, he's come a long way. That's a good story to follow. But Sure. The Eagles, we've been battered by injuries as well. Right now we're fighting without Sidney Jones, who is arguably our best cornerback. Jalen Mills is going to be out this game. Uh, Corey Graham is coming back from a couple weeks off due to a hamstring injury. Lane Johnson's playing basically with one leg. People were shocked that he. it was reported that he was at practice today. He had an MCL tear and a high ankle sprain right before the bye, so many people were saying he was going to be out maybe till December, but it looks like he's on track to play in this Dallas game. Uh, Darren Sproles should be coming back to this game, but the Eagles, they have, it hasn't been the season we thought. Early on, we had some bad losses. We lost to the Buccaneers. We we're playing against the Tennessee Titans. You know how it went. They're a gritty team. They came away with two fourth and longs in overtime, and we couldn't stop them. They go down and beat us right. in overtime. Uh, the Carolina Panthers defeat. There's just been a lot of things that have been outside of the 2017 Eagles, which were so beloved by, by fans that they were able to find ways to grind out games, and they had the depth to get it done. And this year it's been kind of up and down, and you you can see it in Dallas and other places that look at Washington too, that this is the time of the year that that depth really comes into play, and you're going to see the men from the boys and the good scouting departments from the weak scouting departments as teams start to separate, and it really goes to show you who has the depth. I, I know last year the Eagles had probably the best rotational defensive line in the NFL in the, in the last couple years, and they were able to beat teams down late into the season when it when it got cold and they were able to wear away offensive lines and they had a sufficient run game that really hasn't been on track this year. And who knows where it can go. I, I'm, I'm confident in Carson Wentz. He's off to an MVP caliber season. He's one game away with one touchdown and a, min- and a maximum of one interception of beating Matt Ryan's record 
for the longest streak in NFL history at 14 games. I think that streak is right now. So if he does that against Dallas, he'll be the record holder in that regard. But things are starting to come together. Guys are starting to get healthy. Coming off the bye, there couldn't be a better team to play than the Dallas Cowboys. They get Golden Tate, who had success against them. (laughs) The stadium's going to be juiced up on Sunday, and they're wearing their black jerseys, so Dallas might be showing up to their own funeral on Sunday night. It's as sad as that is. Sorry to say that to you. (laughs) Can can I I say that Golden Tate's personality perfectly fits in with Philadelphia? Is, is, Is that offensive? No, not at all. And that's exactly what people said when they made that trade. I, I myself am a very big Notre Dame hater, so I was never <laughs> the biggest Golden Tate fan. I didn't like the Legion of Boom Seahawks. I was really never a fan of them, but I, I've heard from a lot of people that his personality is going to fit in well into this scrappy and gritty Philadelphia. It will. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that addition, but... Yeah, right now this division's very close. Washington technically still has the lead, but a lot of analysts are saying it's Philadelphia's division to lose. And by the way you're talking right now with Dallas, it doesn't look like they're going to have much competition well, in that regard. L- l- let me add this. I'm I'm lower on the Cowboys' playoff chances just because I don't think they're a very good team. However, if they win this game, some miracle happens and they win this game in Philadelphia – they're sitting at four and five. The Eagles would be four and five. They would have the tiebreaker over the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And depending on what happens with Washington, Washington could be five and three at the end. Of, are they five and three now? Right. They could be five and four if they lose to Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. I don't think that's um, impossible. As, as poorly as everything has gone for the Cowboys this season, a win on Sunday and all of a sudden you're one game back of the division with seven left to go. So uh, it's just a crazy, crazy year in the NFC East. Yeah, and that's when it's exciting. I, I don't know about you, but I love when these these rivalries really heat up. Like I don't like, like the years where they just blow them out of the water like last year. To, the Eagles ran away with that division. When it's scrappy and it comes <laughs> down to the last week of the season, which it usually does, sure. you said before the show that this loss could be as bad as the 44-6 to Sunday night football. Uh, that was in 9 I think that matchup was. Yeah. That that could be the worst loss for, for the Cowboys since then. But I, I love when, it, when the rivalry gets heated. I know Jason Peters was tossing out comments today. Jason Kelsey was tossing out comments today. I I enjoy it. I like seeing the rivalry do well. I'm not a Dallas fan in any stretch of the imagination, but I'm a Yankees fan myself, so when the Yankees and Red Sox are heated, everything's good. I don't care win or lose. It's always fun. Same thing with the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles. Even the year when you guys swept us, we went 0-3 against you. It was still fun because those games are enjoyable. They have two good teams on paper, and they always seem to battle. I don't know about you, but... That's just the way I see it, and I, yeah, I, I'm excited. We, we always have some fun matchups between the two. We always get some good games, so it should be fun to watch on Sunday night. And being on Sunday night football on NBC just makes it all the more fun. Absolutely, and folks, we'll get into the matchups regarding the Eagles' offense against the Dallas Cowboys' defense when we get back to it. But first, we have a message from our sponsor, MyBookie. So, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week is, and the truth is, I don't really know who's going to win. Hopefully, this Sunday, it's the Philadelphia Eagles, but we'll see. But if you think you know who's going to win, you have to check out MyBookie. Remember, Who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. 
They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to go to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. So join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar by using promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to activate your offer. Visit MyBookie online today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid, and right now, MyBookie will match our listeners' first deposit up to 100% up to the first $1,000. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Once again, I am joined by Lockdown Dallas Cowboys host, Markish Mosher. Marcus, let's get into the matchup regarding the Eagles offense against the Dallas Cowboys defense. Just real quick, just say some points on this defense that you think can really stand out this game and give the Philadelphia Eagles a little bit of a test on Sunday night. Uh, So we're talking about the Cowboys defense against the Eagles offense, correct? Correct. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, The one spot, obviously, the Cowboys should have an advantage is... Demarcus Lawrence against uh, Lane Johnson. And obviously, we know how great Lane Johnson is. But as you mentioned earlier on the show, I I would have to assume that Lane Johnson's not 100%, right? He's probably going to be closer to 80% than 100%. Is that fair? 80, I would say. Yep. Okay. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is one of the best defensive ends in football. I don't even think it's a conversation anymore. I think you can put him up there with the names like Khalil Mack and Von Miller. He's been that dominant over the last two years, if, if Lawrence can make a couple plays on, uh, you know, on Johnson and get to Carson Wentz, I think they have a chance to, to do, do to do well there. Um, outside of that, we, we talked about the cornerbacks. Byron Jones is having a fantastic season. Uh, he's always on the same side every single week. Jadobia Wuzie, the other talented cornerback that the Cowboys took in the second round from 2017. He's been a little bit more hit or miss this season, but he's got a lot of athletic ability. The matchup that I'm really curious to watch in this one, Anthony Brown, the Cowboys slot corner against Golden Tate. Uh, The last time they played, Anthony Brown actually did a pretty good job uh, against Golden Tate. It was when Golden Tate was lined up on the outside uh, against Jordan Lewis or Chidobia Wuzier that he he got most of his yardage. So kind of look at that matchup between Tate and Brown, and probably the winner of that matchup will probably going to decide this offense. And this is going to be Golden Tate's first game with the Eagles. The expectation is that he's probably going to play in the slot a lot, right? Yeah, that's the word on the street is that he's going to get a lot of those slot reps. They like what they see out of Nelson Aguilar on the outside, but I think the thing is they're going to play him both inside and outside. I think they're going to look at that matchup against that he had earlier in the season with Jordan Lewis and Awuzie uh, and try to pick on him again, hopefully. But if I had to guess right now, I'd say 60 to 70% of Tate's snaps are going to come out of the slot on Sunday. Okay, and that makes sense. That's just where he's really good, and I think that's partly the reason why they got him is because he can create quick separation and make plays after the catch. Um, The only other thing that I want to mention is there's no Sean Lee in this game, um, which – is a good and bad thing. It's it's good because it gets more speed on the field for the Cowboys. If you watch them over the last couple months, uh, they're just a much faster defense when Leighton Van Der Esch is in the game. Uh, Sean Lee has been incredible for the Cowboys for a, a, a number of years. 
but he pretty clearly doesn't have the juice left in his legs that he did uh, in previous seasons. However, they sacrifice a lot of experience. Leighton Van Der Esch did not have a great game uh, against the Titans on Monday night. He struggled to tackle. Uh, the Cowboys are going to miss that. So, you know, as you know, the the Eagles bring back Darren Sproles and they get a little bit more uh, speed and athleticism on the field. I kind of think Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith make a little bit more sense against this Eagle offense. Yeah, I, I think you made very good points there. I think Demarcus Lawrence, we all know how how much havoc he can wreak from that position, especially against the 85% Lane Johnson, who hasn't really had his best season. And to be on basically half a leg, it's going to be tough. I expect a lot of Zach Ertz, a lot of Dallas Goddard on the edge to chip him. Like you said, Taco Charlton and Randy Gregory maybe will miss this game. So you're not going to have as much stress on the left side of the football, hopefully, but if you could take Demarcus Lawrence out of this game, I really think the Eagles have favorable matchups. I wouldn't say all across the board, but in some in some good spots, like you said, Golden Tate lined up against those those cornerbacks. I think he should do well. Alshon Jeffrey usually tends to have a good game against Dallas. I could see Zach Ertz. He's on career career high pace right now, record setting pace for the amount of receptions that he has. They're going to have to get the passing game going because our our rushing game, I would love to have a guy like Ezekiel Elliott right now because we are just bruised and battered and don't have anybody that can hit a wide open hole. And our leading rusher doesn't even have over 300 yards right now. It, it's It's been bad, especially coming off a season when you had LeGarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi and Corey Clement who were so explosive all year long and just beat teams down late in games and were able to hold on to to those games late. It's really disappointing to see, but Carson Wentz, it all comes down to him. He's a franchise quarterback. Like I said earlier, he's on pace to be in the MVP race right now. A lot, a lot of people are talking about Goff and Mahomes, but if you look at Carson's numbers and the schedule he has coming up with the matchups that he has to go against, I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish with around 30 touchdowns and five or six interceptions on the year, but it, it's going to come down to Carson Wentz. I think I don't think the run game is going to get it going. Your run defense is pretty solid. Your interior defensive line, I think, plays well. I thought they did a pretty serviceable job against Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis up the middle. I think outside, if I could be wrong on this, but getting the ball outside would be the main priority here. But you said that they're going to have more speed with Sean Lee being out. So I don't think this is as a favorable matchup as many Eagles things. Eagles fans think it is going to be. I think Dallas is going to come in, especially against the division opponent. Defense always seems to get the upper hand in these matchups. So we'll see. Well, going and, into- and let me also add this in. Uh, let me add this in real quickly. Um, if you remember last year, their first game, uh, the, the second game the Cowboys and Eagle played was such a farce in week 17. But the, the matchup that they had in week uh, 11 or 12, whatever week it was last year, for the first half, That was a really close game, and the Cowboys weren't a very good team at that point last season. The defense did a really good job. I think the score was like 6-0 at halftime. Mm -hmm. Rod Marinelli, for the most part, knows how to slow down this Eagles attack. Now, are they going to be able to do it all game? It's really going to depend on the Cowboys' offense, and we can get to them in a second. But I do think the Eagles are going to have a little bit of trouble uh, putting up points, at least early in this one, despite all of the weapons that they have. Yeah, I completely agree. That's that's the point 
that I was getting to with the the depth, it all goes back to that. And I just think this Eagles team has so many weapons that you can just keep throwing and create mismatches all game. I mean, Dallas Goddard, he's a rookie, but he's coming into his own as a great route runner and a great pass catcher. Zach Ertz having a great year. Alshon Jeffrey's always solid. Nelson Aguilar should see more space now that Golden Tate is there. Jordan Matthews could be the best fourth receiver in the NFL at this current point in time. He came off a great game against Jacksonville. So I think it will be close in the early goings, especially if Dallas can control the ball early on. But all said and done, I think the Eagles offense should come out. Hopefully, if they want any chance to make another run in the playoffs, they have to come out and impress this Sunday. But before we move over to the other side of the matchup, I need to ask you a question. I was discussing this with somebody the other day. Now that you have Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, and it looks like you're going to extend Dak Prescott, where are you going to get the money to pay Demarcus Lawrence? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, not only have the Cowboys come out and said that they're going to pay Demarcus Lawrence and Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and Byron Jones, uh, they they basically made this. Jerry Jones has basically told everybody what the Cowboys' future plan is. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to sign all these guys next season. Depending on a couple guys who you release, including Sean Lee and Alan Hearns, the Cowboys could have well over $100 million in cap space. That's actually not going to be the problem is having space to sign these guys. It's deciding which ones to sign. Do they give Dak Prescott a big deal? We'll see. Um, Demarcus Lawrence is a guy that the Cowboys are going to pay. I think above everybody else, that's a guy they want to get done. We'll, we'll see on Ezekiel Elliott. They still have one more year left of him plus the fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence is going to be a guy that they take care of at least first. Yeah, I was discussing that with Lou the other day. All these teams that I know the Jets, they've been looking for a pass rusher for the past year and a half. I know they were in on Khalil Mack, and I said – if Jerry has any sense, he locks up Demarcus Lawrence before the season ends. Because if he hits free agency, whew, the the price that pass rushers are going for yes. right now, he will get paid. He could arguably be in be in the top three for defensive players getting paid in this offseason. Yes, I agree. He he's going to get paid this offseason. Now the Cowboys probably made a mistake there because last year Demarcus Lawrence was asking for sixteen to seventeen million per season. Uh, I think his play might have boosted him up in the 20 millions this year. So mm-hmm. we shall see how that works out. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you that real quick before we got into the next portion of this segment on the crossover Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Cowboys. But everybody, before we get into that, we have another sponsor on our hands that's been great to us so far, and it's Loki, everybody. Um, Eagles Nations, with that said, I'm excited to talk about our newest partner, Loki, as I mentioned before. You need a little extra swag for game day, Loki has got your back, and their brand new game day collection. If you haven't heard the name before, well you have now. This company is amazing. Me personally, I've been rocking their bracelets for a few years now. My girlfriend's got me a couple over the past few years. But it's a bracelet with an amazing story and an amazing message that supports incredible causes. The Loki bracelet comes from the Philadelphia Eagles Green and holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on Earth. And it's a daily reminder to keep balance in life between the highs and lows and we're getting used to that this eagles and cowboys season cowboys fans feel free to use this as well these bracelets are really cool they come in all your team's colors they're they fit any 
any size wrist that you have, they're really awesome. And I'm a big bracelets guy myself, and no joke, I've been wearing the same one on my wrist for three years. Had to swap it out for the new Eagles ones that we were so graciously received, and it has an awesome message, which personally helps me stay focused in my everyday life during the good and challenging times. So since Lokai is a friend of the show, they are offering an exclusive discount of 25% on all game day collection bracelets. Cowboys fans, that's the one nice thing I'll do for you this week is give you this discount. So trust me, I've been a fan of them for years, and this is the best deal you are going to get on these Lokai bracelets. So use promo code EAGLES25 when checking out, and boom, you can thank me later. Go to lokai.ai.com and use the promo code EAGLES25 to take advantage of this amazing deal. All right, everybody, welcome back to the final segment of the Crossover Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles. As always, I am your host, Gino Camilleri, joined by Marcus Mosher, again of Lockdown Cowboys. So let's get to the other side of the football, the Dallas Cowboys offense against the Eagles defense. Uh, I'll start it out on this segment. The I think you guys are going to love seeing our fifth and sixth cornerbacks out there this week. It's a position <laughs> that's really killed us. Jalen Mills as bad he is, he might have been playing this season. He still was doing a serviceable job. He's out with a uh, low, lower body injury. Sidney Jones, who is our second-round draft pick last year, he's coming off of a hamstring injury. Doesn't look like he's going to play this week. We lost our, one of our top pass rushers in uh, Derek Barnett earlier in the year. Things aren't doing overly great for this defense, but as many injuries as there are, they're still coming out every week. We lost Rodney McLeod. I forgot to mention him, but we still have Fletcher Cox, who is top two defensive tackles in the NFL right now. Michael Bennett has been contributing on great levels this season. That was a hell of a pickup by Howie Roseman in the offseason. Our linebacking core has been solid in Jordan Hicks and Nigel Bradham. Malcolm Jenkins is still one of the most underrated safeties in the NFL. I don't know why he's not talked about more, but... At the rate this Cowboys offensive line has been producing, I really think our defensive line can wreak havoc, especially in the middle of the line with Fletcher Cox and uh, Michael Bennett when he gets in there. Yeah, so um, the Eagles are going to be in for a treat in this one. They are used to dealing with Travis Frederick and Ronald Leary in the interior and Zach Martin, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, There will be no Travis Frederick. That'll be Joe Looney taking his spot. And starting left guard Connor Williams will also not be playing as he's getting a knee scope today. Um, I would say I follow the Cowboys about as closely as you can get. Uh, You know, I do the podcast. I do a couple different articles for a different website. I have no idea who's going to be starting at left guard. I I have never even heard of the players' names that might be starting there. Um, The Eagles should be able to take advantage of the Cowboys' deficiencies on the offensive line, not just in the interior, but also at tackle. Uh, Tyron Smith has not played as well this season. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's dealing with some kind of injury. Lyle Collins is struggling. The entire offensive line just is, is not playing good. So this game is going to be decided in the trenches. If the Cowboys can somehow manage to protect Dak Prescott, I think they have a chance. But the, the Philadelphia defensive line is at a big advantage going into this one, and I kind of expect them to dominate. Now, I actually have some questions for you about the Eagles secondary, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, lay it on me. It's the one thing that All everybody right. asks about, so keep it going. <laughs> so I, uh, I I watched, I put the Eagles last couple of games on, the All-22 today, and from just kind of my observations, 
it's a pretty good run defense in Philadelphia, right? You guys are having no problem stopping the the league right now. Yep. Okay. Um, I, the Cowboys have really struggled to run the ball over the last four weeks. I don't anticipate that changing, especially now with, with Connor Williams being out. The way to beat Philadelphia is to attack them on the outsides. Now you mentioned Ronald Darby is, you know, probably their best corner. Jalen Mills has not been great this season. He is out. Um, is the expectation that Rasul Douglas is going to be the other outside cornerback? Yeah, people, there's a very big Rasul hive in, in Philadelphia of fans who pound the doors to get him in the game. And Jim Schwartz is not a fan of him. So when it comes down to it, he's the only option they have left at that position. Uh they have Cravion LeBlanc, who they just brought in off the street, that's probably going to play in the slot. So it, okay. this this secondary is a mess. Who knows? They moved Nickel Corner, who they just drafted in the fourth round of Ante Maddox, to safety. Uh, Razul Douglas is going to come in after having limited reps in the last game against Jacksonville and play on the outside. Uh, Cravion LeBlanc might be our starting say, uh, Nickel Corner this week, and we just brought him in off the street. But everything I just said could change on Sunday. They could bring Maddox down to play the nickel. <laughs> they could have Rasul at safety. Who knows? Jim Schwartz is a very hard-headed defensive coordinator. And whatever gets into his mind that week, he's going to stick with it. But like you said, uh, okay. the outside of the field is exactly where you want to attack. I was watching the I watched the All-22 from Amari Cooper when they played uh, Dallas. I'm not Dallas, excuse me, uh, the Raiders last season. And Amari Cooper put a double move on Jalen Mills that yes, gave me nightmares. Yes. And that is where you can expose us. I, I I know Amari Cooper. He's been up and down the last couple of years, but he's still a very refined route runner. Our corners are very susceptible to bite on double moves. So if if your offensive coordinator is in that room and has any, any good sense at all, he's going to send Amari Cooper out there and try to just force feed it down the throat on the outside. I, I'm so glad that you mentioned this because – uh, today I wrote a piece for The Athletic about the way to beat Philadelphia's secondary, and it's exactly what you mentioned. Uh, Ronald Darby is a very aggressive cornerback. He very. loves to bite on uh, the shorter stuff, and you know he's a, a guy that lives off turnovers. Um, Jalen Mills is the same way. Uh, last week with the Cowboys, you saw Amari Cooper run a lot of slants and digs. If Cooper and Michael Gallup can run a few, uh, you know, uh, slogos or double moves, they should be able to have a lot of success against this Eagle secondary. Uh, I watched the game against uh, Minnesota and against oh, Carolina. Devin Funches put up the worst two games <laughs> to watch, and you put them on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched. I watched Devin Funches beat uh, Ronald Darby on a slogo route for a touchdown. I watched Adam Thielen uh, beat Jalen Mills on a double route down the sideline for 65 yards. That's the spot to to beat the cornerbacks. So I'm I'm glad I got that assessment right. That the 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 Eagles have a very aggressive set of cornerbacks, even with Mills in there, and that's the way that you're going to beat them in this contest. Yeah, you put it perfectly. The run defense is sound. Fletcher Cox can beat two-on-ones any day of the week. He He's, in my opinion, the best defensive tackle in the league. I know people argue Aaron Donald, but the outside of the, if you get outside of the hash marks, this defense really struggles. Malcolm Jenkins is always solid. I expect him to probably line up against your tight ends most of the time, but when you leave these guys on an island, whether they're off or in man, they are very aggressive. You're going to tell very early on in this game how it is going to go if Jim Schwartz plays his corners off which he likes to do a lot of the time 
and Dallas can get get guys into the seam, get them into the those honey hole areas and get them into nice areas and just start working the ball down the field quick, it could get out of hand because Jim Schwartz doesn't like to adjust. So if he's just sitting back and playing a bend-don't-break, you can beat us. But if we're playing aggressive and guys are getting hands on the line, getting getting jam at the line, it, it could go in our favor. But I don't like the amount of injuries we have. I don't like the matchup with Cooper. It's all going to come down to who, who are your secondary guys that are going to produce. I know uh, Cole Beasley really didn't have a big role in the last game against the Titans, but he's always carved us up for a bunch of yards so if you can get him sure. involved it could be a very long day and it's funny that you mentioned that Devin Funches game with the sluggo because I'm in the scouting academy currently and I I had to review five of his games and that one move that slant go you could see it every time that he was setting up for it he would do it usually in third and fourth quarters of games and he did that exactly to Ronald Darby so if you could set these corners up and start hitting slants hitting slants hitting slants and then hit him with a sluggo I would put my life savings on it that one you will see at least one time in this game somebody's beat on a double move. Interesting. It's glad that we uh, we both saw the same thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, 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 final prediction, I'm going to go with the Eagles, pull this one out. I'm going to say 31 to 20. I think Dallas can put up some points, especially on this defense that's beat down a little bit. But ultimately, I think... Golden Tate is going to have another big game. I think Doug's very good at seeing what guys are good at when they watch tape. So I think he can get that going. I think Zach Ertz should have a big day. But what what, what do you think is going to happen? I, I, I really don't know. I haven't been on my game calling Eagles games this year, especially against <laughs> division opponents. I, I really never know. So I want to get your opinion there. Well, here's the thing on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We've actually been very good at calling games uh, over the last 24 games. Uh, we were 23 and 24 at picking the the, the right outcome. Oh wow! Uh, last week, both Layden and I got it wrong. We both thought the Cowboys would win that game, so we're on a little bit of a losing streak. But I'm picking the Eagles in this one. It's a must-win game for the Cowboys. I think you're going to see the Cowboys kind of throw the kitchen sink at Philadelphia. I think it's going to be a closer game in the first half than maybe what people think. But in the second half, I kind of expect Philadelphia to, to pull it away. Um, I'll go ahead and pick Philadelphia 28-17 to 17 in this one. All right, a little closer than I expected. But I think we're, everybody's going to have fun on Sunday night. These divisional matchups are always fun and Marcus, I'd like to thank you for providing us with some great insight onto the enemy of the Dallas Cowboys for Sunday night. So thank you very much for joining us. Where can everybody find you on Twitter? You guys can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. You can listen to us on the at Locked On Cowboys podcast. Uh, make sure you follow our co-host, uh, Landon McCool. His, his handle is at McCoolBCB. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, and once again, everybody, I was Gino Camilleri with Locked On Eagles. You could find me on Twitter at Gino underscore L-O-E. You could find my co-host Lou DiBiase at DiBiase L-O-E. And you could find our Twitter account at Locked On Birds. So everybody, thank you again for tuning in for this edition of Crossover Wednesday. And good luck on Sunday, Marcus. It was a pleasure talking to you. But go Birds. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.